0: Thank you, Brother Kai. We have so much to look forward to. May the Lord bless you. What a powerful message that song has as well. Would you turn with me in your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew this morning, chapter 13, as we embrace another series, in the series Thy Word. Today, our title is thy word, is a seed. A seed is so vital vital in every aspect of our life. you ever think about a seed, if it wasn't for seed, we, we wouldn't be able to be ongoing. And if you look at the Bible, you, you find whether it's the seed of Abraham, whether it's the physical seed of his uh, people or the spiritual Abraham, being the father of our faithful, and how God preserved the seed of, the, for example, the tribe of Judah, whereby the prophecy of Jesus Christ came. Um, seed is, is vital to our natural life. If, if the farmer decided or did not plant a seed, we would starve to death. We would. Uh, a seed is also a great prophetic A statement of the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I want us to think about the word of God being a seed. Because a seed is living. Now the deal is that seed can can have all the, the characteristics of it with the fullness of its life in that little kernel. But unless it's sown, unless it's planted, it's just a seed. And and so, may the Lord bless us to see thy word, God's word, being a seed. Because God says that it is. And I wanted to use this part of scripture where Jesus is talking in parables. And he's already given the parable, but now he's explaining the parable. And he's doing that to his disciples and a few others. Most of the crowd have already left. And so so as we think about the parable, a parable is something that just comes along beside a truth. And it's how Jesus illustrates a truth by maybe a natural uh, phenomenon or a natural event that goes on. And that's what he's doing here. So that we can understand it and we can see it clearer. Okay, so let's look at these verses in Matthew 13. I'm going to look at verse 18 through 23 for our text regarding thy word is a seed. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When any one heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receiveth seed by the wayside. But he that receiveth the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word and anon with joy receiveth it. Yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by, he is offended. He also that receiveth seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. But he that receiveth seed unto the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some and hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. Okay, what I would like to try to deal with this day is, first of all, I want to say three things regarding this. Number one is, seek the sower. Number two, sow the seed. And number three, see what happens. Okay, let's look at seek the sower. Who is the sower? Look at verse 37 in that same chapter. It says, He answered and said unto them, that's Jesus, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. So Jesus is the sower. Jesus is the priest. Jesus is also the sacrificed. But we're not off the hook on this. Because in Christ, and because of Christ's work in our hearts, we are also to be sowers. We're to sow the seed. Every one of us, every child of God who has been born by the Spirit of God is to proclaim and testify of the work of the Lord Jesus Christ in their life. Sometimes you can use words. You do not have to be a high-powered preacher What you have to be is understanding that you're a sinner and that Jesus is your Savior and that you love Him so much and that you love others so much that you want to tell them that He is the way, the truth, and the life. That's what sowing the seed is about, but it's a work. It's an action. But Jesus is the sower. So the first thing we have to do is seek the sower. Because he's the one that has the seed. You can find all kind of seed from people. But the word of God, thy word is a seed. Man cannot make seed. Did you hear me? There's a lot of difference in a ball of wax and a mustard seed. Man, I don't care how educated, how religious, you can't make a seed. Only God can make a seed. And furthermore, as sowers of seed, we can't make it grow. And obviously, you can tell already that we can't determine what kind of soil it falls on. And also, we shouldn't be getting so upset because of lack of success, because a very small part of them fall on good ground. But we're to sow the soda seed, just like Jesus. Lots of people didn't listen to Jesus. Most of them that heard Jesus didn't pay any attention to Him, didn't believe Him. Same with the Apostle Paul. 1 Peter tells us that the Word of God, though, is incorruptible. So we we have a seed, and and so we go to the sower. That's why we need to seek the sower, to find the seed. See, this Bible is the seed. It's It's the written Word of God. Jesus Christ is the living word. So you might say that the Bible is the husk and Jesus is the kernel. He says in John 5, search these scriptures. for well, they are they which testify of me. That's Jesus. So what I'm telling you about is God's word. I'm not talking about opinions. I'm not talking about something that's going to make you feel necessarily very good. I'm telling you about something if God gets a hold of, it it will make you tremble. I'd be willing to say that if a person can hear the Word of God and feel satisfied themselves, then you haven't heard anything. The law of God will show us our sin. (laughs) But we have to get there before we can see the Savior. You cannot be healed until you're a wounded. And so the sower knows that. So Jesus is the sower. You go to the grain bin to get the seed. Not only is the word of God seed for the sower, but it's bread for the eater. You can't tell somebody something that you don't know. (laughs) Okay? So we search God's word so that we can sow God's word. And then we can see what happens. Because God gets the glory in it all. So seek the sower. That's seeking Jesus. It says in our text, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. Now Jesus used an illustration of a sea. If you'll not turn with me, I invite you to. to It's John's Gospel, chapter 12. And verse 24, and maybe a few verses before and after. John 12, verse 23 first. Listen with me. And Jesus answered them, say, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verse 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Now what Jesus is doing here is setting a parallel with nature. You see, all of God's creation is under the auspices of Jesus' death and resurrection. Every time you plant a seed should teach you that Jesus died for your sins and that he rose again. So what Jesus is saying here, the Son of Man is going to be glorified. See, when I plant a pea seed or a farmer plants a peanut seed, when it comes up, it's not going to look the same. It's going to be a whole lot different. It's going to be bursting out. It's going to be bringing fruition and leaves and stalks. And that's what Jesus' spirit does. His blood causes for us. He, He has burst us out of the encasement of the bondage of sin. And only Jesus can do that. Only Jesus. Because He's the first fruits of many brethren. So in real reality, if Jesus hadn't died, we could not really live. And so that's how Jesus is glorified. He says, look at that seed. You cover it up, it's going to get up. Jesus says, I've got to die so that you can live. Why is that? Because of the sin of man, because we're all born in sin and have no righteousness of our own. The seed of eternal life is encased, if you will, in the eternal righteousness of God. And we as humans can never break out of that. You'll never get good enough. Quit trying to get good enough to please God. What Jesus does, because he's the only one that's good enough, he died. And He broke wide open that case of eternal righteousness. And He's given it to you and me. And He's called us also to be sowers. Notice too from our text, hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. He doesn't have a name. We know from Scripture that it's Jesus But again, I say the application is to you and me as sowers. To sow the seed. Not for our own identity. (laughs) He didn't say he was a a good sower. He didn't say if he had a two row planter or a ten row planter or broadcaster. He said he was a sower. Are you a sower? You know, Penny was talking the other night, just overheard her. She said something like, you know, I've got so many pictures. He was trying to delete her pictures off her phone and seemed to be such a struggle. All, all these many pictures. You've got them too, you know, with your family because you love them. I got to thinking I never said this out loud. Of course, I, I just wondered to myself, I bet some of those pictures are of me. But then I had this kind of gloom come over me, you know. I wonder, I said, well, there's probably pictures of me, but is there any seed? (laughs) Have I left anything for God's people, for my family? No, I'm not talking about money or places or houses or land. I'm talking about sowing seed. Are you a sower? You know, you can do that by action. Your life. I tell you what, I found some deep seed from people were not ever in the pulpit. I had a guy one time stand up on the on the on the track of a, a D eight bulldozer. A mountain of a man that stuck his big hand out to me and shake my hand. He said, You know, you know, son," said, All this land out here is God's. He said he just went on spilling about how God had created and how God had saved. I've never seen that man in my life. That's powerful to me. I think sometimes we get so mesmerized by preachers and, and so looking for the charismatic arrangement that, that we kind of just, kind of like a dog, you know, we get so used to people coming out of the house we never even bark anymore, we just sleep. God's word is to be sown. Because it's a matter of life and death, that's why. That's why Jesus sowed. he said, you're gonna die. You know what, we gotta die too. How do you do that, preacher? Well, you decide, you make up your spiritual mind by God's enabling grace that you're gonna do what God says and just not do what anybody else or yourself says you're going to make up your mind to hunker down and follow Jesus. Because you cannot do that and not tell anybody about it if it's just by the way you live. Now we're about Tuesday at 2 o'clock to celebrate the life of a woman that's a sower. Evelyn Alderman. She sowed a lot. And you know what? God's word is not going to come away void. You're not wasting your time. You're not. So you seek the sower. You seek Jesus. You come humbly to his throne of grace. And you say, God, help me today. Sow some seed in your kingdom. See, not only are we the sower, but like Jesus, we're also the seed in a way. Not only are we the priest, or we are the priest because we're the priesthood of every believer, is in Scripture, but we're also the sacrifice whereby we present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. Your life is like a packet of seeds. The promises of God. You sow them, and you see what happens. You do it by faith. Ecclesiastes 11 says, Because of the wind, he will not sow. Because of the clouds, there will be no harvest. What he's meaning there, there's so many obstacles. We're living in a world that silences the sower of God's word. But God's not going to have it. You can't keep the word of God down. Just like that sea in the ground when the conditions are right, it's going to come up. And it's going to grow up. So seek to save, seek the sower. Secondly, sow the seed. The Apostle Paul warned the young preacher, Timothy, sow the seed. Preach the word. In season and out of season. When you feel like it and when you don't. You stick with the word. I saw this a long a long time ago and I never forgot it. You read it to know it. You think about on it to store it. You tell it to others to show it. And you live it to show it. So you take God's Word and you look at it and you study it and you meditate on it. And you ruminate on it and then you, and then you, 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 you think about it and then you tell it. And then you live it. But you sow the seed. If you don't sow the seed, nothing's going to come up. Now here's the deal with sowing the seed, as I understand it from the scripture. You know, birds will scatter seed. All kind of seed. But you will not find a, a field of cotton or peanuts or corn growing in the wild. Have you ever seen it? You won't see it. Why? Because it is intentionally done by somebody that has been thinking about it, planning it, has prepared it. Now what's going to happen here is that this seed is going to be sown by the sower. And what Jesus is painting here, this parable in this time in Palestine, there, they could probably, there was probably going on then. They might have looked over there when Jesus was talking, and there was a man scattering a seed. And in those fields, there were roadways right in the middle of the field. Some of that seed went in the roadway. Some of it fell along the edge of the road. And you seen cotton growing on the side of the road? Wheat. Well, that's just scattered. So Jesus is saying this. He said, listen, listen the sower, he's sowing the seed. Hear this parable. So we see we're scattering the seed of God. And the soil pretty much is, is, as far as what it's made of, is the same thing, earth. See, the only difference that makes this seed bring forth fruit Is the conditions of the soil and that's up to God God has to adjust your heart God has to do the soil analysis what we're to do is sow the seed because God says sow it (laughs) and God has given us the innovation to do it because of love for him and love for one another Sow the seed. But understand there's some preparation that takes place. The other day I was, I have this little pasture that I'm converting from woodland and I thought I was going to sow some seed. Want to, still do. And I just thought I could just sow it. And you know just the cows would walk it in. Somebody told me that. You can't go by what people tell you. So I was sitting there one day in my office. I said, well, i tell you what. I know a man that knows about this seed. Because he's the guy I get the seed from. And I'm going to call him. And I was wide open to say, whatever he says, I'm going to do it. That's exactly what we need to do with God's word. So I called Brother Jimmy Blitch. Many of you know it, And I asked him, told him what I was going to do. He said, don't do it. He said, don't try to take any shortcuts. The seed is too expensive. I listened to him. Are you listening to God? So you're going to see some preparation. God is preparing your heart because I'm going to tell you, nobody gets to heaven without trials. They don't. So you sow the seed. And then lastly, I want you to see what happens. Now that's kind of the basis of this whole deal. Jesus is showing us what happens. The first thing that will happen when you sow the seed, when you seek the sower and you sow the seed, is I've already said this, but I've got to say it again. You will see your sins. I didn't say your neighbors. You will see yours. Because if you don't see your sins, you haven't seen the right seed. Okay? He says, this is what happens. He that received the seed into stony place, the same as he that heareth the word and anon with joy receiveth it. Wait a minute, let's look at verse 19. When anyone, verse 19, back up with me just a second, please. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart, that he is he which receiveth seed by the wayside. Here you have four kinds of soils or hearts. Only one is where the seed is going to do them good. Now, here's this first one. This is a fool. The fool has said in his heart, there's no God. I don't understand God's Word. I don't want to understand it. Multitudes of people like that in the world today. We don't need to get mad. We need to love them, pray for them. But there's people like that. They don't understand it. don't want to understand it. You may have children like that. Grandchildren, friends. You just still sow the word. God's gonna have to deal with that other part. And in here we say in verse 21 or 20, but he that receiveth the seed into stony place, the same as he that heareth the word and anon with joy receiveth it, yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he is offended. I'm gonna say about 80% of Christians are right there. I mean, yes, I love the word of God. You know, it just feels so good being in church. Man, my experience, I want you to know, I've had experience, I want you to know this. There's a lot of difference in experience in salvation. You know, people get a high up, you know, and some, some, uh, some fine preacher makes you say, well, let's come down the aisle. How about raising your hand up? Say that you love Jesus, you want to go to heaven. I mean, shout the house down. You know, I want to go to heaven. But that person is in dangerous ground. You know, I've been on the walk to Emmaus. I want to share my experience. You get home, though, and you've got to face the trials of life. You leave this church before you get home, you're going to be tempted. Are you ready for that? How's that seed in your life taking root? Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of them all, he says. Lots of time, persecution will squelch that joy. <laughs> this is shallow Christianity. So much of religion today is a mile wide and an inch deep. You know, people say, I'm going to love everybody. I'm going to give everybody a stimulus check. And I'll tell you what, you need nothing but sin. That's all that's doing. We need to understand that we need a Savior. Our country needs to know that we're sinners not to be beat upon about being racist. God is the author of races. If you don't like the race that you are, then you talk to God about it. We're all different races. But what we need to deal with is the systemic sin of our lives. Because that's what happens when persecution comes. I want to share this with you. You ever heard a guy named Tanner Cross? Teacher in Virginia, who made a statement recently about transgender. Most Christians, I'd say in the world, they ain't got guts enough to say it, especially in the political arena. Because persecution causes us joy to wither. This is what he said My name is Tanner Cross, and I'm speaking out of love for those who suffer with gender dysphoria. Sixty Minutes this past Sunday interviewed over 30 young people who transitioned. But they felt led astray because lack of pushback or how easy it was to make physical changes to their bodies in just three months. They are now detransitioning. It is not my intention to hurt anyone. But there are certain truths that we must face when ready. We condemn school policies like 8040 and 8035 because it will damage children, defile the holy image of God. I love all my students, but I will never lie to them regardless of the consequences. I am a teacher, but I serve God first. And I will not affirm that a biological boy can be a girl and vice versa because it is against my religion. It's lying to a child. It's abuse to a child. And it's sinning against God. Now, my my friends, that is a powerful statement. That is seed. That guy, I never met him, but I'm going to tell you, he's got deep. That seed of God is in his heart because he's not a pet. He's been uh, relieved of his position, of course. That's how the world's going to do it. The world is trying to silence Christians today. And it's just like that seed that fell in that stony place. You know, we joy for a while. But when all the fun leaves, I don't want anything to do with it. I mean, I want the blessings, but I don't want the pain. But they come together. They do. And we need to bless God in there. So we could go on. He also that receiveth the seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. You know, I mentioned that Tanner Cross and transgender. I wonder how many parents today are teaching their children to drink liquor and do drugs. Or teaching their children that it's okay to live together without being married. its no different than this. But you know what's happened? We, we see it as we don't want the pushback. These guys, did you see the transistor group? They said, we thought it was so easy. Now they got into it and they want out of it. I'm afraid that we as a church have let the world say, you know, it's just so easy. I can do anything and still be a Christian. And there's coming a day. And I believe very soon that God's Word is going to burn in the hearts of His people so much and the seed are going to sprout. And there are going to be some tares with the wheat. There is. And maybe God just let them grow together. But I'm going to tell you, God is serious about his word. Now, I don't know where you are in all this. But we better regroup. And we better get on our knees. And we ask God to give me, oh God, another opportunity to live your word. To teach your word. To understand your word. And then whatever good ground, if God prepare my heart. And only God can do that. That's what genuine is. You know what? You can make some pretty good cotton in a small field. It don't have to be a big field. I'll tell you, I believe a genuine, faithful Christian that loves the Lord, hungers and thirsts after righteousness, the very first sign of being born again genuinely is humility. And there's so much of the world today, in the so-called religious world, that has no need of anything. But when we see that, I believe we can scatter a few seeds and do more good, and give more hope to the world than the greatest evangelist that's ever been. May the Lord bless you. Seek the sower. Sow the seed. See what happens. Heavenly Father, thank You for the blessings of Your Word and for the Spirit of grace that gives us the very power of it. Lord, forgive us for neglecting it and for letting so many thorns grow in the gardens of our heart. Push us closer to you. Strain all the sins of our life. Cause us, Lord, to rejoice in your great salvation so much and overwhelmingly that people have to notice. May the redeemed in the Lord say so. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.